back to Background Centuries. Background Centuries. Good times are rolling. I'm Ethan. I'm Noah. And this is Background Centuries. Did I already say that? This is Background Centuries. Let's say it one more time for the folks at home. This is Background, Background Centuries. Centuries. Background Centuries. Good time. You probably don't have to do the whole thing again. So we're really <laughs> no, excited about thing. what's going on in this episode. But Noah, I have to say out of sort of just to get things started, I'm really, I'm really worried. I'm worried. I'm worried, and I'm. Can I say? Can I? Can I interject a little bit of my personal opinion? Yeah. I'm bummed. Me too. I'm bummed. Yeah, I'm let I'm down. Honest. I'm let down, and uh, I'm, without further introduction, we should just say that we're going to be entering the segment of the times. So, for our listeners at home who may be unaware of the events of the last weekend that that unfolded uh, right before our eyes uh, and ears big controversies uh, yeah. coming coming yeah. uh, in the way of the the sonic universe and Sonic the Hedgehog yeah not to be confused with the very lucrative fast food chain that has really nice really nice hot dogs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not sponsored, but I would, man, I would love, uh, man, I'd love it. I'd love that. We're, Ethan, would you love that as much as me? I feel like, wow, I want a Sonic. Sorry, I got a, sorry, I got a, I got a dog on the brain. Dog on the brain. <laughs> Go ahead. Have you had their, have you had their, their cheddar, cheddar jalapeno poppers? No, I haven't. Those things rock. I, for some reason, I have a really hard time using my own money to purchase something with jalapenos in it because I'm like, well, what if this is the time I don't enjoy? Because sometimes I don't enjoy jalapenos. Most of the time I do, but sometimes I don't. So it's a little bit of a risk. That's fair. And so if somebody, if somebody else buys jalapeno poppers, I will definitely chow down on those bad boys. But if I'm forced to pay for it, I'm going to get something safe and reliable like fried zucchini, um... Deep fried pickles, something like that. Mm. Something a little bit within more my comfort zone. And audience at home, I'm sure you could tell just by the very the very moment we started this episode that our timbre has been different and our mood has been low. And Ethan, do you want to tell do you want to tell them why there's going to be a different energy about this episode? Yeah, we we want to be honest and open in saying that, you know, we we don't feel ourselves, no, because of the, because of the huge blow we feel like we've been dealt by a trusted relic of. And if you don't know, if you don't know, I'm so sorry that we're the ones having to tell you. I didn't yeah. even think about that till right now. Maybe if 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 you're unaware of the happenings of. Uh, of last weekend specifically involving Sonic the Hedgehog I would yeah. just pause I'd pause right here uh, before we go any further and just do a little bit of reading let let we, we want you to find out on your own terms and then maybe just come back time. come yeah. back when you've you know, for the hits yeah when you've processed and you don't even mm-hmm. have to be fully pro- I mean we're not even we haven't even fully processed we haven't yeah. we haven't fully processed the uh the information. Sonic lied to us. 
the internet was shocked to see that on Sonic's official Instagram page, he posted a ad- advertisement of sorts to his Etsy page. And that's fine. I mean, we're in a time of of niche markets. You know, it's perfectly it's a perfectly sustainable lifestyle to you know make things and sell them on Etsy. But I clicked the link, and as most of us did, I was appalled to see countless necklaces and bracelets and earrings all made up of gold rings. The same gold rings that we fought and died to give Sonic throughout his various games and and TV shows and books. You know, we put we put our high scores on the line to make sure that he was collecting those those rings and he told us that they were his life. And now here we are, I don't know how many years after Sonic 06, the definitive Sonic video game. <laughs> and and he comes out with this? He's making jewelry now. He's making jewelry now out of the rings that were supposed to keep him from death. And as fans of the franchise, it just feels like a complete slap in the face. Feels like a complete slap in the face, and kind of, if you can pardon my French, a slap in the dick. <laughs> Sorry, for those of you... For those of you who don't know, I get, I get really angry when it's about my boy Sonic. Because, you know, I fought for him. I fought for him so hard. I still... I still fight for him, but it's just, it's a devastating blow. And this is why you shouldn't let your feelings get wrapped up in politics. And as they say, say, you shouldn't ever meet your heroes. Should never meet your heroes. Even if it's on Etsy. Even if it's on Etsy. I did meet um, Zombie Sonic at Comic-Con last year, which was the highlight of my life. And I'm trying to make sure that memory isn't tarnished but to think that all the while zombie sonic was taking pictures with me and my my good friends regular sonic was looming up all these all these gold rings for for profit i just that is not i gotta go fast cool let's eat chili dogs kind of behavior that is not it makes you think twice about the, the the people you look up to. Yeah, because if, yeah, if Sonic me... if Sonic is lying to us, what what is is the president of the United States lying to us? Oh, yeah, things start to crumble. Things start to crumble. And uh, for those of you not following up with the story, Sonic has yet to make a statement. But we have had statements from from some of his close friends, uh, Miles, Tails, um, has tweeted out recently saying, um, saying that while he supports, uh, Sonic's business venture going forward and him branching out from the, from the jumping on Dr. Robotnik sort of lifestyle, 
he even even tails even tails has said that he's hurt a little bit and feels a little betrayed and and who wouldn't be who wouldn't be who wouldn't be you know we we've talked to we've talked to amy we've talked to to rogue or rouge whatever her name is supposed to be and and nobody's nobody's really giving us the exact thing that we want and that is why why now why why this why the rings you have so many other marketable skills sonic if you just come out to the world and let yourself be more widely known then you wouldn't have to placate this this corporate i don't even i don't know i don't know and, and, and many many are calling this a, a rebranding that he's sort of aged out of the whole chili dog scene mm. and for someone who's built their career on going fast it many many, many are are hypothesizing that sonic is seeking a maturity in his mm-hmm. career going forward that branches beyond sort of the uh, the pigeonhole if you will that maybe he he feels in with 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 going fast all the time i mean there's so many other speeds mhm there's slow moderately fast moderately fast there is amphetamines i mean yeah so many different kinds of speed yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and you know, and the, there has to be. This is me empathizing with Sonic. There has to be so many flowers that he's missed out on sniffing because he's been going so fast. But I think there's a way to move forward with your brand and your career without betraying the people who have been alongside you the whole time. Mm-hmm. And and there's been, you know, Facebook attack videos going out of people wearing this jewelry and trying to run fast and it's almost impossible due to the weight and the and the aerodynamics of this jewelry it makes it really hard to go fast and so we're like are you a lot of people are saying it's sonic spitting at us in the face being like oh you wanted to go fast Mm -hmm. i choose to believe that that's not his heart in the matter but yeah i don't want to go to that dark place until we hear something definitive from the hedgehog himself. Yes, yes, absolutely. So we just wanted, you know, so that everyone is aware, you know, if 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 you notice sort of a, a change in our in our tone, in our rhythm, yeah. uh yeah. just just know that, you know, we're we're still processing this information and uh and we we apologize for for the the the, the somber tone that this mm-hmm. That, that we may take here, but uh, and we are not championing championing any sort of movement to try and destroy Sonic's reputation any further or try to hurt him in any way. So if you're gonna go out there on the internet and and just belabor him with rudeness and meanness, we are not we are not standing behind that sort of behavior. Like I said, I am I am firmly in Sonic's camp. I'm just hurt, and I think that there's a way to move forward from this, and I think there's a way for us to forgive him. And once he once he gives out his statement, we will be able to address it further. But for now, that is all for of the times. What do we got going next? Oh, man, well, let me just check our docket. 
So for those of you joining us for the first time, we have a little segment we like to call... Welcome. First of all, have a seat, get comfortable, maybe put on some sweats. Put on some sweatpants. If you're into socks, maybe put on some comfy socks. But if you're wearing socks already, take those socks off. Yeah. Yeah. If you're joining us for the first time, we have a little segment we like to call... Pinpoint. On Pinpoint. To go tell them, to tell them how tell them how Pinpoint works. On Pinpoint, we travel the globe searching for exotic locations at random, and we will share our nuggets with you, our listeners. What we know about not that our, location. Yeah, not not our chicken nuggets. Our our knowledge nuggets. That's right. Where are, we, so, where are we going to today? No. Well, I, I just hope you strapped in, and I hope you brought your frequent flyer miles, because today we are going to Shanghai, China. Oh. This is, usually we don't get these tentpole cities. This these is, absolute, I mean, this is a this is a famous one. We got to bring our A game for this one, because cause people know, people know Shanghai. Yeah. And I, I, we should probably, we should probably address... Because we are we are approaching such a iconic city of the of the world that uh, I think we uh, we would be remiss to to not sort of dive right into its the the, the pillar of its yeah of it of its of its making so to speak the core of its um, by that I mean how it, how its economy has has stood the test of time stood the test of time its economy in its early days was completely built on the trading of narwhal tusks. Narwhal. Now don't shut off this, this podcast. It was a different time. We all have room in our hearts to forgive. This is true. We, we understand that that's not sustainable now. Yeah. Well also because for those of you who don't know, we say narwhal tusks, you might think, Oh, they hunted down and they killed narwhal. no, um, these narwhal were still alive and still attached to their tusks, which is why it's not sustainable now. That's right, because they only had one. They only had they one. They only had one. And once they gave that tusk, they would essentially be banished from, from the from the. From sh- they would they would get Shanghai. They would get, they would get Shanghai. That's very good. That's where that's where actually the the saying comes from. Don't look it up. And. I know many of you are probably wondering, how does a location like Shanghai sustain an entire economy on the trading of narwhal tusks, an aquatic mammal, when the city is landlocked? Mm, now, this, this is really interesting. Uh, Shanghai, or, or the location that has now become Shanghai, was at, at the time very... Uh, very distant from any any large body of water, uh, mm-hmm, completely mm-hmm. landlocked, until, uh, so the legend goes, the great the great digging excursion, and yeah. th- this is an interesting this is an interesting anecdote of of Shanghai's early history. They they talk of a a young boy. His name his name was Shan Chu. Mm-hmm. He and his friends knew the area like the back of their hands where they grew up, and they would spend 
their days touring the forest and skipping rocks. With their band, touring the forest with their band. That's right, their band. And uh, there came a time when Shane Chu and his dear... You mean Sean? You mean Sean? Sean Chu. Yeah. I, I always get the two mixed up. The two brothers. He and his, he and his good brother, Shen Chu, got into a heated argument over the creative license of the band. <laughs> and this argument led to a, a violent altercation mm-hmm. in which Shen Chu was struck dead. And Shanchu was show, was so ashamed, quite the tongue twister there. <laughs> yeah, that uh, he sought to to hide, to hide his his actions, so as not to be discovered by by the townsfolk back at home. Mm-hmm. That he he dug a, a shallow grave for his brother Shenchu, and in the midst of of digging. Uh, Another member of, of the band, the fiddle player, d- mm-hmm. discovered discovered the scene, and Sean Chu was uh, understandably miffed, and yeah. uh, because he'd he'd been, he'd been caught, he'd been discovered, and so uh, realizing that what this could mean for for people to find out that he killed his brother Shen Chu, he lose a record label. That's right. He he then proceeded to strike and, and kill the fiddle player. Mm-hmm. And so the story goes, he now had two, uh, two dead persons to, to, to deal with. And so he, neon, he now needed to make room in, in the grave for not only Shen Chu, his brother, but now for the fiddle player. And as he was digging the wider hole for this second, this second person that he had slain, uh, believe it or not, the percussionist then, then walked up and, and came upon the scene horrified at, at the slaying of, of their band members by Sean Chu. And Sean Chu had, had no choice, he felt. He felt he had no choice. He couldn't be discovered. And so he then, he then struck and killed the percussionist. And now, with the, with the problem mounting by, by the minute, uh, he now had to make a bigger hole. And the... This scenario continued to unfold with with greater with greater a greater body count and because mm-hmm. uh, there were there were a ton of people in the band. How many people were in the band? I believe they held the record for the largest the largest touring band at sixty nine players. I believe sixty nine players. Yeah, in the early in the in the in the later days. In the later days, yeah, that it took a while for them to sort of accumulate that that uh, you might say bandwidth. <laughs> That's a very good one. Yeah. So so yeah, the um there was the, the hole got bigger gradually and 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 so and, and thus did the body count. And um so as as he was digging and digging and digging and 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 trying to, trying to I mean you can imagine the panic that he had felt. Cuz taking one life is is one thing. He very normal other than that very normal musician life. All of a sudden, things change, and so he's digging, and then things start to go from damp to wet and wet to an actual open pond mm-hmm. that just kind of the, the 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 mouth of the of the ground opened up and revealed this hidden 
this hidden water mass. And within this hidden water mass was, you guessed it, a narwhal. A single narwhal at the time. At the time, yeah. Now, over the course of several seasons of very, very heavy rainfall, some of the uh, the heaviest rainfall in, in Shanghai's history, um, this this pond began to expand and erode the the local topography until mm-hmm. it finally uh, made its way all the way to to the sea, creating yeah. this extraordinary canal. canal that has has scarcely been rivaled in human yeah, history. And it, and, and it and it has brought and it brought forth so much so much uh growth to the commu- to the surrounding community and now this is the part of the story that really always it's the M Night Shyamalan twist part of the story where all the all this happens with the with the whole turning in the canal and 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 all this happening and then Shanshu wakes up it was a dream it was all a dream it was all a dream and and fueled with this relief first off that he had not murdered his fellow bandmates he then jumped up and went out to the forest and started digging because he knew that there was a narwhal on the ground and he knew there was a there was a brighter tomorrow past the dirt he knew it, what it would mean for his community and and so he thought that he, oh here he was given a second chance given a second chance to have a great outcome without pain, without suffering, without death. Because the the problems that he was having with his bandmates were there. Were there. And, and, you know, it's not me to say whether or not they would have escalated to the point that they did in Shanshu's dream, but I'm just saying if we were going to have one reality where all the band members died to bring that canal and the Norwal, and one reality where they didn't have to. I'm glad that we're living in the reality where they didn't have to. Yes, and we did get a little bit of both in actual reality because, unfortunately, he did return to the campsite where they were staying from his digging to find that all 69 of them had been devoured by tigers. So, Yeah, because he was like, hey, I want to show you this. <laughs> what is she? That's really cool. That's a really cool hole that I, that I dug. But he gave him the wrong address. On accident. Well, he gave him the right address. <laughs> it's just freaking. Alexa didn't, didn't. You know, because back then you got it. You Am- got it. Hold on. Back then, back then, Amazon, Amazon Alexa wasn't very good at vocal recognition, and so she didn't write down the addresses. At the time, they only knew, they only had home addresses for anybody living on the banks of the actual Amazon. Yeah, and so, needless to say, there was a lot of bloodshed, but that was the tiger's fault. That's right. And to a lesser extent, early, 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 early Amazon. And that's something that they have to live with. That's something they have to live with. And, and I, I don't know if, if you at home have heard this, this particular bit of, of Shanghai China lore. Um, we are saying right now, we are saying everything that happens, you know, we're, we're too boys full of levity and and we like to talk we like to laugh but we understand that the the culture and the heritage of a place like 
place like China is it's very important to to their culture and their um their 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 current way of life and we we don't want to disparage any of that and we don't want to disgrace any of that that is beautiful it's a beautiful tapestry and um and we don't want to dis- dishonor that but this is just a little bit of lore that we thought would be really interesting to share that's right and so you know today you would scarcely know that its economy was sustained for so long by this happenstance yeah of 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 a dream it was it was built on a dream built on a dream and that's why today you can you can still go to shanghai and, and find uh, many homages in their art, in their mm-hmm. fashion, in their architecture, an homage to to the narwhal. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's now just such a fixture of their of their culture that isn't necessarily always directly addressed, but is sort of always in the for, in the background of yeah. this much larger, matured uh, narrative. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and I and. You know, I, I, we we spent a lot of time talking about the Norwell area um, rather than you know once their um, economy progressed and they started using you know beans um, and, and grains of sand, which ultimately turned out to be disastrous because there's just so much of it. There was overabundance of currency and and things had to be readjusted. But uh, but we spent a lot of time in the Norwell era because we feel that you know the, the bean era. Um, and 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 you know all the way up till to their more modern currency that's been covered covered almost to death. Yeah, so um, much ink has been spilled on, so on much those. Uh, you know how much ink has been spilled on beans, and most of it by accident. Yeah, which is tell me about another it. funny anecdote that um, that comes from. I mean, that whole the the euphemism to spill ink on beans. Yeah, actually comes from. Uh, ancient ancient uh, Shanghai poets, yeah, uh, a long a long standing tradition of of nature poetry that stem mm-hmm. from some of the uh, some of the mountain poets of northern China. Mm-hmm. That 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 phrase that catchphrase that's now, I mean, it's everywhere. You can go to almost I mean, any corner of the globe. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna stand here and pretend that you've not heard this saying. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you would have to live under a rock to not have say it. You didn't say it. Oh, say just to spill the rock, spill the ink on the beans. Yeah. Hey, spill the ink on the beans. It's like it's 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 so it's so nostalgic because we've all heard it. Yeah, and, and the epitomology is is actually pr- pretty fascinating. The way it it's evolved to mean different things for different yeah. times and different generations. I think in the in the start, many. Um, uh, linguistic specialists have, uh, in more or less sense, come to a, uh, an agreement a, a, as a school of thought that initially denoted something very literal, like actually, mm-hmm. actually, accidentally spilling ink yeah. on your beans. As as a writer, as these poets um, so oft did, they would uh, begin their morning with a bowl of beans as they would begin their their writing and so many specialists in the field believe that it was a very literal like oh oh darn i, sp- I spill ink on my beans. beans yeah yeah 
And and so over over time, just like any any language does, it evolves, it develops, it, it takes on new nuances. Mm-hmm. And it, it it came to be known. Um, I mean, I mean, because I think colloquially, like you were saying early on, it was used as as sort of a literal thing, like "oh, this happened to me again." Um, but then it, it, you know, through that being almost a rite of passage for any true writer of the time, it became used as a shorthand to um, to um, simplify legitimizing something. Mm. Oh, oh, you, oh, you wanna you wanna marry my daughter? Well. Spill some ink on the beans. Mm-hmm. Like, like, show, show me your, show me your, your willing. Oh, you, oh, you want to buy my house? Spill some ink on the beans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to fight me in a dance battle? Well, beans, ink, spill it. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, and then, like you were saying, it it grew and it changed and evolved more from then. But that was that was its biggest foothold in society was just oh, spill some ink on those beans. Mm-hmm. And then, at a at a particularly uh, pivotal pivotal moment in their history, the the, the sexual revolution really mm-hmm. of Shanghai in the in the eighteen eighties, it became a euphemism for uh, third base essentially. Uh, d- did you spill ink on the beans? Would be something that the kids would say. People said that when I was growing up too. That that's that's persisted. Well, and that it, one's persisted. it goes to show how long it takes for things to catch on here. I mean, yeah. that that phrase as a euphemism for intercourse uh, began in the 1880s. It's taken. I mean, we're looking at 100 140 years essentially yeah. Uh, yeah. before it started to catch on here in the states. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a little bit of that's a little bit of culture for you. That's a little bit of history. That's a little bit of Shanghai. That brings us to the end of the segment. Ethan, you had said that you had something that you wanted to talk to me about. I I did. I wanted to run something by you uh, mm-hmm. to get your opinion. Now, as you know, I've I've been uh, sort of taking up a new hobby, and I, I've been for those of you who who aren't aware. Um, I've been collecting coasters uh, for for the coffee table and trying out new aesthetics and and new vibes to sort of get it right for for the atmosphere I'm trying to create on my coffee table that mm. is both inviting and mysterious and invitational an invitation to to be mystified around the coffee table uh and so trying to find the correct coaster that says all that. And yeah. I, I know that you've, you've been in the coaster game a, a bit longer than I have. <laughs> and so you, you know a little bit more about sort of the, the, the rules and the unspoken vocabulary of, yeah. of coasters for kind of trying to communicate the right thing to your guests. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm really glad you brought this up. Because it's a nice learning experience for for everyone, and for me to brush up on my coaster knowledge is is really um, is, is really cool. Um, it's a really cool opportunity. Um, yeah, the nomenclature of of coasters and the and the etiquette behind that is is very important, especially once you once you start growing up and start having more sophisticated friends, which I 
have had I've had so many sophisticated friends come over visit my parents' house and you know uh and and, and have a jaunt around a coffee table. Um yeah, but but let's start out with the basics, right? Shape. Now, you may think oh there's only two shapes, they're square and circular. And wrong, they're square, circular, octagon. There's three. <laughs> Now what are you what are you going for? Are you going for multi-purpose? Could this be could this be um, a coaster for a, a, a bottle of beer, or or maybe maybe a nice nice can of La Croix, or may, or maybe maybe just a glass of water, glass of white wine, glass of red wine, bottle of rum for the pirates. That you would want to go with a square one for that. It's an all-purpose. I think you, you cut out for a second. What was the one about pirates? Bottle of rum. <laughs> Sorry, I just got the snickering. It's something. I think there's something wonky in the uh, connection. I'll, I'll fill you in later. I'll fill you in later about it. Darn. So yeah, you're going like to want to You're going to want to go with the square for for all purpose. Um, but if you're trying to communicate that this is a place for, for 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 a. For a a gathering of intellectuals, then you would probably want to go with an octagon, because octagon is slightly all-purpose, like the like the um, the square, but it also has that groundedness of a circular shape. You know, it, it has it has the firm sides of a of an all-purpose coaster, but it has the warmth and and the not needing to prove itself of this more circular shape and circular shape, most basic. Um, classic you can't really go wrong with a circular shape you can only go up there are i don't think there if i'm remembering correctly there's no wrong situations to have a circular coaster but you know there there can always be room for for an elevation elevation um and and now we're going to get to to uh what what the actual coaster is made out of you're going to want to do the opposite of what your table is made out of. What am I asking? Well, if you have a glass table, I'm sorry, but you're going to need to have a stone co- coaster. If you have a wood table, you're going to have, have a plastic coaster. And, and, and like that on, on and so forth, it's relatively self-explanatory. Except if you have a chrome coaster, that can go with pretty much anything. Chrome or a, or a deep marble black. Um, but everybody knows that. That's everywhere. Um, and finally, we're talking about design slash color slash pattern. Now, do you know anything about design slash color slash pattern? Yeah. So towards the beginning of, of my decision to take up to take, take up coaster collection, I, I wanted to do it right. And so yeah, I went yeah. to... I went to a uh, an artisan coaster shop down the way just to kind of learn a little bit more about it. And oh, did you go to Costa Rica? I did. I did. How did you know? <laughs> oh, I, I I don't know. I could. I just. I I knew your ge- geographical location and the nearest coaster. The nearest coaster store. So I talked to the. I talked to the the uh the specialist behind the oh, counter Charlie yes and 
he recommended to me a, a book actually that I've found very insightful and, and helpful in sort of building this collection. And it is, you might actually have this book. Um, mm. It's, it's a John Paul's uh, to build a coaster. Uh. And it is uh, for all intents and purposes, an art book slash history book slash study into sociology. I mean, I mean, it's slash it's a, fan fiction slash poetry book slash Kool-Aid recipe novel. What would you say? It's really quite, quite the, quite the anthology to, 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 to hold in the, in your home. So anyway, I've been going through this and, um, I, I just got to the section on design and colors for, uh, for communicating intent at the coffee table. Yeah. And I'll, I'll read a little, a, a portion of it. And I'm sure you'll be familiar with this. Uh, in, in this, in this segment, he begins by saying every design and every color has implicitly an intent and an intent mm-hmm. to communicate from the host to the guest. And from here, there's actually, there, there's a, there's a, a very long column that goes down and sort of gives the, the base intent communicated by design with its color variation. And so I'll, I'll give a few examples here. Uh, triangular polygons in blue and purple shades uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, communicates let's f- Uh, let's see here, uh, a little further down. Oh, um, Paisley with, uh, with earth hues and, um, greens means I have to (laughs) And that one's interesting to me because it actually is a, is a communication of, of, um, retreating. It, It sort of says to your guests that you may, you may be spending some time alone at the coffee table just for 30 minutes. Because there is another set of, of colors and designs that is, I need to poop, mm-hmm. which is a completely different. Oh, totally. Th- that yeah. is already one of them. Totally different. That is already one of them. Um, and, and you may be thinking like, well, with the, I have to poop one, I'm not going to know that before the gathering. No, you have to throw it down. Like, like you're a referee of a football game. <laughs> uh, same thing with the, oh my goodness, you smell so bad, which is, um, I think. Hold on, hold on. I, I want to see if I can quiz you. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to find it. Uh, okay. I found it. I found it. Yeah. I found the one you're talking about. Lavender swirls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me another one. Give me another one. Okay. Um. Um. Let's see. Oh, okay. This one's a little bit more. Uh, uh, Nuanced. Yeah. Uh, the tea is too bitter. Ooh, 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 ooh. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be warm colors. Um, with a very sh- uh, pointy, pointy. Sh- oh, what is it? Um. Oh gosh, it, it's a rumbus. Um, 
Burgundy. Burgundy Rumbus. So close. It is a Rumbus, but it's actually plaid. Maroon. Oh, it's plaid. Oh, oh. I, I forgot because the UK has their own own different system. Yeah. Let me do. Uh, one, let me do one more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This one's this one's interesting. <laughs> okay. My wife has been staring at you all night. I know this one. I have this one. I have needed this one. I've used this one on many occasions. It's a yellow star. Yeah. Yeah. I figured you'd know that one. <laughs> yeah, that one's kind of that one's kind of easy when you think. Yeah. It's this fun fun. I'm so glad I'm so glad we we did this. Yeah, so that I mean, I just, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to make this all about me, but I kind of wanted to just get your advice on on you know moving forward and how to oh, yeah. how to build up my own collection so i i appreciate you humoring me absolutely and and, and one thing i want to say for you and anybody else out there who's looking into coastering um first of all yes it is called coastering not coasting <laughs> don't be don't be lewd um yeah if you say if you say coasting you'll you'll instantly give yourself away as yeah, a no- no. as a novelist <laughs> yeah uh as a novelist you mean somebody who you mean a novice? I know what I said. Oh, okay. Um, but but one thing I want to say to 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 you, Ethan, and anybody else who's who's thinking about it. Um, at a certain point, once you learn how to color inside the lines, vis-a-vis coaster, throw out the book, throw out the rule book, and follow your heart. And and if something screams to you yes yes this is it this has to be it but then you go and you check the criteria and it doesn't match i mean life's short bend the rules bend the rules but if you're going to have somebody come over who is um an experienced coaster or i would just hide those particular problem spots that's all i can say mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. yeah, John Paul dedicates a whole section towards the end of his book to the the aging process in becoming a, a coaster, mm-hmm. and that one has to begin within the lines in order to know where those lines are, so that you can, with more freedom, mm-hmm. sort of be able to be able to express outside of those lines there's sort of a, a a new a newfound simplicity on the other side of that yes and 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 being able to make statements with your outstretching from the norms That's and right. being able to and being able to do it with with um education rather than just by happenstance or by accident because it is it is apparent and mm-hmm. it is quite unattractive yeah in a dinner guest yeah well thanks everyone for listening to background centuries please please don't forget to brush your teeth. Brush those teeth. This has Pearly been whites. This is no. This is. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been. Ba- <laughs> this has been background centuries. Is this what uh, we're doing? This is this how it's yeah with your background boys. <laughs> Noah. Yeah, I can't do this with your background no, we'll boys. Noah. And Ethan. Always more to learn. Always less to say. Keep it skippy, Arizona.